At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Welcome to the show, folks. Uh, we are on location in Miami uh, for the DraftKings King of the Beach final. So I got my father here with me uh, down in Miami. And uh, so got a big day tomorrow. So we're recording this uh, show a day ahead. So not going to be as formal with some of uh, the line movement because we won't have the injury news updates. But, uh, you know, we're going to make a go of it. So. Uh, Callie, we got a bunch of bad teams playing <laughs> playoff teams yeah. this week. Uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see how we like do with some of these lines because I'm looking at some of these lines saying that they're pretty wide. But then again, when you look at some of these teams, they deserve to have wide lines. Um, so uh, we'll go through the pick pools. I'll talk about some of the news that we did get because. Uh, Obviously, uh, there's uh, the Deshaun Watson news being out for the year that uh, some of the pick pools didn't get to adjust for. Um, another note that, uh, you know, kind of I wanted to touch upon, too, was the Joe Burrow injury and Mark Andrews uh, being out for the season. So from my standpoint, if you're, you know, a fantasy owner, obviously Andrews is a big loss at the tight end spot. I would say for fantasy owners, you probably are going to be looking to try to target a guy along the lines of a Trey McBride via trade and whatnot in your fantasy leagues. Uh, you could look at a guy like Kate Otten as a replacement level player. But realistically, everyone uh, that lost Andrews should be targeting Isaiah Likely on waiver wires. I mean, I, that's the most obvious plug and play. Obviously, um, you know, it's not going to be a substitute for Mark Andrews. Nothing really is, but I would say the closest equivalent you're probably going to get in terms of a trade would be a Trey McBride. You're just going to have to give something up because I think, and we'll talk about uh, Arizona later on um, coming up in this early window with Colin Murray back. I think the Cardinals are trying to assess how much they have in terms of talent uh, with this squad. So they're going to let the offense play out and breathe a little bit. Uh, It's also a reason why I think there's, um, I think there's some attraction, at least on my end, uh, to this Texans-Cardinals game 
Uh, I know the line's been moving a bit further in terms of the spread, but I do think it's an interesting game uh, from a total standpoint um, to kind of take a look at as well. So, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll kind of go through uh, some of these games here. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's uh, kind of the best way to kind of look at this week is just to see the impact of injury news and, you know, what you want to do with some of these teams with high totals um, because – and I say high totals – because it's a low total week. We don't really have a game with a 50 total uh, this week. We've got a bunch of games with high 40s, but a number of games that are low 40s and under 40. And they're under 40 for a reason, and we'll get to those as well. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's an interesting week because that's why I say you got a bunch of good teams playing bad teams, and that's why you're starting to see – the totals where they are, but uh, without much further ado, Kelly, um, we're going to get into it. So Dallas traveling to Carolina. Um, this opened up at minus 11 and a half for Dallas as a favorite on the road. It's down to uh, minus 10 and a half in some places. Uh, but uh, from a total standpoint, it's a 42 and a half total. And, you know, Carolina is switching back to Frank Reich as the play caller. Not that it's going to make a lick of difference because no one on Carolina seems to know how to utilize Bryce Young. And you kind of feel for Bryce Young because he's in this situation where it's a rough-looking rookie year. C.J. Stroud's looking uh, great in Houston, and he's just like, what am I doing here in Carolina? Yeah, the reason I like Dallas in this game is that I think Dallas has played you know, a couple of good games, and I think Dak is feeling good about himself. And I think they're going to use Carolina to make him feel even better. So yeah. So, so so you're saying this is going to be a repeat of the Giants game? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I I think Dallas is just going to come out and you know, you know, like this is who we are now, you know. We, we we this is what we do, and look, it's not it's not that hard against Carolina because, like you say, I you know I like Frank Wright, but for some reason they don't know seem to know what they're doing down there. You know, it, it's it's kind of distressing at this point with Carolina. They haven't actually had a game where they look good on offense. Look, I hate to say these things. Because it looked like um, he, no, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll say it right now. Frank Reich looks like a guy who would have benefited waiting out a year instead of jumping back into coaching. Yes, and Carolina would have been better off leaving. Um, oh my God, I don't know. I forgot uh, who took over from 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 Rule. Um, oh, I, I. Why am I saying it? he's a 49ers defensive coordinator yeah, right now? Yeah, right. You know. That team, it's 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 the same. Like I said, uh, like, with the Texans. Yes, yeah, Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. That team was playing. If you watch them down the stretch after Rule left, they was not that easy team to beat. Yeah. They were playing, and I thought they should have just let it play it out. Yeah, like, but the, but the thing is, Tepper, like David Tepper, did not want to bring back Steve Wilkes. Yeah. He, he, like he just didn't want to bring him back, and like for whatever reason. 
He wanted another fresh guy. Yeah, and, but, he, but he got one. Well, it's like he did a retread with Frank yeah. Wright. He, it, he it was it, so. Well, this is this thing. I think it's a it was a bad fit for Wright because I thought he jumped back too far in to coaching. It doesn't seem like he has any fresh ideas. No, and and I think that was part of the struggle with Indianapolis. Yes, Carson Wentz was struggling, but it seemed as though the offense was getting a little stagnant, and you know it, it hasn't improved. So. Like, to me, this is the kind of game where people are kind of looking at this as the Tony Pollard spot where he's going to get more run. The issue I have with Tony Pollard is the fact that Rico Dowdle is getting carries the way Pollard used to get carries when it was Zeke. So I'm I'm, I'm looking at this from the standpoint of I think Pollard's still the running back one, but if this turns into a blowout, why would the Cowboys risk uh, Pollard with a yeah, bunch of carries yeah, yeah. when they got Dowdle right there and they can play Deuce Vaughn as well? To me, Pollard at 6,600, I have concerns about Powell, uh, Pollard uh, in a blowout script. If you if you think this game blows out, which I think it probably does blow out, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't see Carolina scoring. And so, like, I look at this, and, like, I look at this game and I look at uh, the Cowboys' defense – uh, you know, Cowboys defense, technically, uh, you could say they're in play as well because Carolina's just not scoring. It's just that Dallas is a 4,100 defense, and, I, and I'm just I'm, – I'm having a tough time, like, justifying a price tag for any defense over uh, 3,500 this week uh, with so many low totals. So it's like I, I just don't think they get there without a defensive touchdown or two. I just think that if Dallas is up 27-3 to – why would you risk Pollard with a bunch of carries? I think Pollard probably gets his 16 to 20 carries, and that's it. It's like, I think they're going to be too far up. If you watch how Dallas plays, okay? If you watch how Dallas plays, you know what's going to happen in the second half by how the first half ends. Yeah. Because if Dallas, the way Dallas works, punch you, punch you hard early, and knock it on. They, they, it's, it's, when, when, like I said, the, the Dallas plays bully ball. When they, if they start up on you, they don't let up. So they will put you out the game in the first half. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, 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 uh, the, well, the coach is not that smart. But if I'm the coach, since Pollard is a guy that's prone to get injured easily, I don't have him in there. In like midway through the third quarter, the way I'm looking at that game, you know, by midway through the third quarter, I'm 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 resting him. It's not like he need carries to. He's already got his contract. He can't, it's, not, it's not like he needs to yeah. to impress somebody. You know, you're looking forward. To, so that that's me. That's the way I look at it. You know, because like I said, I think that Carolina team. If 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 you put on your dark shades, you might think it's Matt Rule coaching because it looks just as confusing. It's it's not a great look. No, like that, that, that's that's the troubling sign to me yeah. overall with Carolina is just the fact that I, I like I, right, I, but I don't I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not seeing any sense of improvement in this offense. No, no, that no. that's to me that's no. the biggest concern. And. and I feel for for Bryce Young because 
you know, like I say, people is looking at Stroud and saying, well, maybe they picked the wrong guy. What? No, maybe the he fell in the wrong place. This is the thing. You it's know, like... people don't realize that. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's that's the reason why Archie Manning did not want his sons go to certain teams. You know, because he saw what happened to him. You know, because yes, certain teams can make a a a, a quarterback look really, really bad, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. so I, and I think Bryce Young is suffering from that, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is, yep. you know, because let me tell you something, if Brock Purdy was in Carolina, <laughs> yeah. you understand, what, what do you think Brock Purdy would have been? Huh? Uh, that, okay. that, that definitely not okay. the, the, the flavor of the month. So if you don't think where you land matters, you're dreaming. Yeah. Speak, speaking of where you land, uh, we're, we're next up. We got uh, Cleveland traveling. Well, no, Cleveland's at home. Sorry, uh, Cleveland hosting the Steelers, the Browns. So this line opened at minus three and a half. It's actually down to a one and a half line. For in favor of the Browns, but it's a 32 and a half total against the Steelers. Uh, so for those who don't, the, the Sean Watson out for the year with a, fra a fracture in his shoulder. It's it's Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, uh, quarterbacking for the Browns. The Browns were working out Joe Flacco, Wacko for Flacco, still 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 a thing in the NFL. But they're they're working him out. But you know, it, it, it's uh, it's a case where you know they they get. They got to roll someone out. So uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, he is uh, he's the guy for Cleveland this week. They got to figure it out. I don't know this guy. Uh, look, the way I look at this game, forget the quarterbacks. It's defense versus defense. <laughs> to me, this this is what this game is: defense versus defense. Which defense? Is going to come up with enough plays to help their offense. Uh, I mean, this is the this is a tough one because realistically, I get why the line shifted. I get why the line shifted because, like, you don't know what what you're going to get out of Cleveland's offense. What you're going to get out of Steelers' defense is we're going to run the ball. We don't really trust our passing game yeah. because we don't have any creative plays. Like realistically, Matt Canada calls the worst offensive game in the NFL. Bar none. It's like, it's not even though, like, because it's not like I'm a huge fan of Kenny Pickett. But I, I acknowledge that Kenny Pickett has been done no favors by Matt Canada. If if Mike Tomlin had his way, he'd fire Matt Canada. But we know the, uh, but we know Mike Tomlin doesn't have the final say on coaching decisions because it's the Steelers. The Steelers, like, they like having that organizational control. So the Steelers are trying to figure it out playing defense. And offense, don't lose the game for us. So they're going to be as conservative as possible. They're going to play field position. And, and that's why this total is so low. Like, there's not a single play from a fantasy standpoint I want any piece of other than the defenses. I don't want to touch running backs. I don't want to touch wide receivers. I don't care about the tight ends. This game is predicated on who's going to win a tight one. Yeah, defense versus defense. <laughs> If it, it, so the my thing is technically 
I would still favor Cleveland. I, like I would still favor Cleveland. I, three, even with it, the line, if it stayed at three and a half, I'd probably still favor Cleveland minus three and a half, just because I think Cleveland's defense can score enough on the Steelers' offense. They, they can make more plays. I think I think they're a little bit more dynamic, but this is probably well outside of Tommy DeVito. This is probably the ugliest game of the week. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I, I just think that uh, it's Miles Garrett versus J.J. <laughs> Moore. And I think Miles is a better player. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, so I just think that... T.J. Watt's having a great year, but yeah. I think Miles Garrett probably finds a way with yeah. the rest of those playmakers yeah. in, in Cleveland to get there. It's just... I, 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 I just don't I, I see I much coming out of this game. I give Cleveland the nod in that game. Yeah, I just don't see much value no. like in the game at all. No, for no. for viewing purposes, this is gonna be this is gonna be only if if you truly appreciate defenses and hard hitting, that's the game to watch. Yeah, to me, that, yeah, that's that's it, it's it. It may not be pretty, but it's football. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have the Lions, uh, nine and a half point favorites at home against Chicago. Uh, <laughs> Justin Fields is back for Chicago. He thinks his thumb uh, still hurts, but he but he thinks he can play. So you know what the line should be at that game? The over and under of whether Justin Fields is going to make it out of the first quarter before he realizes they're trying to get me killed. My finger is not working. <laughs> well, this this is my thing. It's like when when I hear Justin Fields say like. My th- my thumb feels okay. Okay, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, uh, that's the out right there. Like, <laughs> okay, what does okay mean? It's like I'm trying to quantify. Like, it uh, means, it's like <laughs> it means I could be out in the first five, ten, you know. Because remember, it's okay. <laughs> it's like you so, gotta be kidding me. So, it, like my my whole thing is, if this was just, uh, you know, if it was just like I could say, you know. Chicago's still going to be in a catch-up script. Like, uh, you know, he could run around a bit. But if he's still not sure that that thumb's going to be good to play, like, all it's going to take is one good hit, and he's going to get knocked out of the game again. know how good that thumb is. What Justin Field doesn't want is not to get blamed for that fiasco in, in, in over there now. Because, hey, he, he, we can't be the only ones seeing that they're not using him properly, and that those guys have no clue what what to do, you know. So uh, hey, he he knows that he's gone at the end of the year. They're gonna they're gonna find a trade for him. Yeah. Okay. So there's no value in getting killed here. You know. L- l- let me go and start over someplace else. So yeah. That, that to me, like I said, okay means, you know, we, we see how the game goes. I'm, I'm, if it starts flowing okay in my favor, then the time is okay. If it doesn't flow, then it's not okay. I'm, I'm fascinated by this game because to me, it's like, what do we expect out of Chicago? Like, because this total, the total is 47 and a half. Like, they're thinking that Chicago is going to be able to put up points. But my fear with this game is, if he's saying his thumb is like, it's okay. I know the Lions are going to be able to score. Uh, so Khalil Herbert's activated for the Bear is going to be activated for the Bear. So he's going to be back in the backfield. So 
are they going to give him full run? Are they going to split the carries with Dante Foreman? This is like kind of one of those like wait and see situations. And so, yes, Cole Command has developed a rapport with Badgett. But here's the thing. If Justin Fields is back, is Justin Fields going to be feeling good enough to like just grip the ball and get the ball out to Cole Command? Like, I'm very curious to see how this first quarter I'm, goes. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Justin. Because because if you're the Bears, yeah. if Justin Fields doesn't feel comfortable out there and he's trying, do you pull him if he gets off to a bad start? I think he may pull himself. I don't think he's. I don't think he can pull himself. Oh yeah. I don't think he can pull. I. I, I but well, it, it's in. It's in. Stop doing this. I, I, I can't grip it. Good. Yeah. Well, well, this is the thing. Like it, it, it may be in his best interest to just pull out and just like give it a couple of goes. It's like it's not working today. It's like I gotta go out. Because. Because here's the thing. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson. Like if he lands on him a couple of times. Yeah. Feeling yeah, yeah. Uh, like to me, Badgett hasn't done anything really to like say he's he's the he's the guy. Like he's not Justin Fields not losing his job to Tyson Badgett. No, like like this is more Justin Fields is losing his job because the Bears are actively going to be trying to angle for a top three pick uh, on their own, uh, regard irregardless of whatever Carolina does. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. I don't think the Bears. Wants Justin Fields to be out there looking bad, because remember, yeah, they, they, they want value for the for, for for the pick. Yeah, they want to trade Justin Fields, so they they're want to. So they yeah. so they they they're going to showcase him. I just don't know if this is necessarily the matchup. I know Detroit's been giving up yards, but it depends on can he throw the ball like right. I, like like people keep saying it's like it's a thumb injury. Yes, you need your thumb to throw the football. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's kind of a big deal. So, like, what he says is like, it, it, you know, it's not a hundred percent, but I feel good to go. It's like because <laughs> even when he's running, when he takes off to run, remember how he got that time injured in the first place? Yeah, it was a run. Yeah. Okay. So it's the same. It's the same thing. So I, I don't know. I think it's in the best interest of both teams not to let him stay out there long. So yeah. Yeah, but I, I I think just from fantasy standpoint, I'm on Ross St. Brown against that Bears secondary in play. Oh, I mean, Jameer Gibbs and uh, David Montgomery, they're both going to be in play. It, it's like, to me, it's just pick and choose, like, from your line stance, how you want to go about this yeah. game. If you're if you're going to uh, run the ball and just, like, b- take the air out of the ball and, and put up points, because the, the way this line is set up, they're thinking that this is going to be a passing attack from the Lions, and I'm not going to say Brown is just going to run all day, which is very well possible. Yeah. My only concern is I don't know if the Bears are going to be throwing the ball on the Lions with Cole Komet. Like again, I just don't. I don't feel great about Fields the way the the feedback has been coming out of the Bears camp with Fields. Not 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 with his explanation about his health. Yeah, I don't feel okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give me a break. Yeah. All right. So moving on, we've got uh, Green Bay hosting the Chargers and your favorite guy, Brandon Staley. The Chargers are three and a half point favorites uh, against uh, Green Bay. It's, it's Brandon Staley versus um, Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. Good friends. Uh, but let me tell you something. 
if the Chargers are ever going to make a run to get into the playoffs, you gotta you gotta be able to beat Green Bay. Yeah, uh, Green Bay with the with the genius Matt Lafleur at, at at the helm hasn't shown me anything. Now I know the quarterback is getting a lot of the blame, but let me tell you something. This guy is supposed to make quarterbacks look good. I mean, he was a genius when he had Aaron Rodgers. Supposedly. Supposedly. But if you have Aaron Rodgers, a lot of people can be geniuses. So I haven't seen anything out of this quarterback. Now, some of it is his own making because you can't be overthrowing and underthrowing receivers, open receivers. So I, I think his confidence is on the dong side. Yeah. The, the only the only questionable tag for the Chargers was Keaton Allen being questionable with the shoulder, but the it, expectation is that he's going to play. Like, the issue is, is that, you know, Eckler should have a good uh, good game against this uh, yeah. uh, uh, Packers run defense. Like, the Chargers should have a field day targeting Green Bay. Yeah. It's a 40, but the, the total is only 44 and a half. That's what has me wondering is like, do they think the uh, Packers' offense is this broken that they're not going to be able to put up points? Because I thought for sure with a game like this, this line would have been in the 50s. Well, that Packers' offense. Because, like, you, the Chargers' secondary is one of the worst in the league. And yeah, the Packers have good wide receivers. They're young wide receivers, so they're inexperienced and they run bad routes. But technically, this is the kind of game they should be able to go off in. I just, we just haven't, we haven't seen the Packers offense look remotely competent in about a month. Uh, the, the fourth quarter against, um, what's it, New Orleans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that, that's, that's the only time they look, they look, you know, okay. And I thought that, that they, they would build from that. And the next week they would just right back to where they were. So I, that Packers offense, I have no idea, you know. But like I said, they got a genius there, so you should be able to figure it out. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, Houston. The, the Texans are four and a half point favorites, uh, hosting the Cardinals with Kyler Murray uh, back under helm for a second game. Uh, this is actually the highest total of the week at 48 and a half points. Um, yeah, I love the Texans in this spot. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I think they'll be able to pass the ball. It's really what they want to do. I think this is going to be another showcase uh, exhibit for C.J. Stroud. Is like, you know, folks are bringing him up for MVP potential. And honestly, given his play and lack of turnovers, that is more than warranted as far as I'm concerned. Given, given the squad that he's on, these are not household names by any stretch. Like, to me, he doesn't have a star player anywhere on that roster. No. The defense is playing better, but it's not like it's a standout defense. Like, they get, they, I think James Conner is going to have a very good day running against this Houston front four. I think, I think the Cardinals are going to be able to put up points in this game because of the fact that I think they're going to be able to take advantage of them on the ground. And I think Trey McBride in the tight, in the tight end spot for, with the slot, I think. They're actually going to be able to do some damage against Houston as well. This is going to—I think this is going to be one of the most interesting games of the week. So 
I think I'm going to be heavy on this game on the Houston side because I think you can you can play Stroud in the passing game and you can run it back with uh, you can run it back with uh, Connor or McBride in in the same instance because of the fact that again I think this is a very interesting spot overall because of the tempo that both teams are going to play at they 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 like they like having their uh, offenses run at a certain tempo they'll they'll run plays they'll have longer drives but they play more up tempo when they're in a good rhythm mm-hmm. when they're out of rhythm that's when they struggle i think both of these teams uh, i i think this should be an interesting game to watch because yes i expect Houston to win and cover but the way Arizona has been playing they always give you a feisty first half and then because they're angling for the draft pick, they'll start backing down in the second half. But, you know, players are players. If it gets close and it stays close, they can make it interesting because we've had a couple of close games with the Cardinals this year. Especially with Kyler. Yeah. You know, because Kyler is, is also, also going to be showcasing himself to show people that, I can still do this. I can still do the magic thing. I can run around and they can't catch me. So, yeah, <clears throat> it's, 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 you know, because people still don't realize you, you don't chase him. And they keep, they keep chasing him. Always chasing. When he makes that turn, he, then he leaves you in the dust. You know, it always looks like, oh, he's running back his own line. We, we can catch him. No, you can't. You know, so yeah, that's that that's an interesting game, but I like Houston. Yeah, I like Houston to come. All right, next up we've got Jacksonville hosting Tennessee. The Titans trying to grind out the rest of this season. Um, uh, the Jags are six and a half point favorites. We've got a thirty nine and a half total. I'll be honest, I don't like this game. Uh, to me, this is one of those trap games because right. I think the line is a little too wide. Let me tell you something. In horse racing, you know what they would have about that? Best left alone. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I don't like Jacksonville. I, I think they're an overrated team. And I have no idea. Brable has got the, the date of the last game so <laughs> I got to get out of here. You know? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, I look at this Titans team. And Vrabel looks as miserable oh, yeah. as you can be oh, on the sidelines, oh, oh. looking what this team has devolved into. I, I, uh, like this line, this line is broken. Derrick Henry can't run because he's uh, like there's no hole to run into. Like there's no hole, and there's no margin for error. They 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 they're always behind. Yeah, you know they always playing catch up. Yeah, the defense is a pass funnel. So you, you would know. you would think this should be the breakout game for Trevor Lawrence. But this is the thing. And Richard Sherman got a lot of flack for this on Twitter, but I agree with him. For the amount of hype Trevor Lawrence got coming into the league for what he was supposed to be, he was supposed to be on this Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck type level of a QB, and we haven't what? seen it. I taught late last year. He had he had a four-game stretch. He had some good games. He had a four-game stretch. That, okay, so this is the curve. He is he's wrong in the corner. So next year we're gonna see. And this year, to me, it's like that song. We we ride back at one. Yeah. And <laughs> and here's the thing: when you look at all the weapons they have, they traded for Ridley. 
They already had Christian Kirk, and they have Evan Ingram. Even though he's not a tight end, he's really a wide receiver, but he, he's he's designated a tight end. You have he played better for them than he played for us. Yes, yes, that is true. Yeah. Uh, you got Travis Etienne. You have burners up and down on this squad. Offensive like they should be able to stretch the field and yeah. get the ball vertical. Yeah. How many explosives? You saw how they looked last week? Yeah. It's, 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 it was pathetic. The, the, this is the thing I'm Even wor- though I saw it coming. Yeah. It's like the, the thing The thing about this like game is that I don't necessarily see the Jags blowing out uh, the Titans. And the Titans, basically, with their offensive line, they've been struggling to move the ball. So it, we you get into these like kind of like landlocked games where it's just like the Titans aren't really scoring – but the defense is doing, like, they're bending but not breaking, so then the game just kind of meanders around, and then before you know it, it's the fourth quarter, and neither team's crossed 20 points yet. And I'm I'm struggling with this one because I'm saying to myself, uh, you know, Levis had, Levis had one game. It came crashing back down to earth against uh, yeah, uh, I, the Buccaneers. Uh, yeah, I, I, I actually thought, I actually picked them in that game because I thought, he they was gonna build off of that. Yeah, I thought they. Were, I thought they I, were. I, I, I didn't see that one coming. Where it was like no contest. Yeah, no. It, but the thing is, it was no contest. But the Bucks weren't really scoring either. No. Like the Titans were just like kind of like In holding. It. It's like it, like I said. Like I I see this game and I and I see it's like yeah the Jacksonville could cover, but I I still look at this as like this is probably like a twenty three seventeen game. And it's a six and a half spread. It's like I think it's gonna be dicey. Like I think six and a half is too wide. So I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to take the Titan side of it. But we got to pick one side of this game. Uh, look, here's what I. Here's what I'll do. Okay, if I have to pick, you pick what should happen with the weapons that Jacksonville have. They should be able to cover that. So that's what you do. You pick what should happen. And if you look if you're wrong, you say, well, what do you want? This is what I have to work with. You know, you got a six-foot guy playing a five-foot guy. You should be able to dunk on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I mean? Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's I that's the reason I picked Jacksonville. But none of those teams. Give me any kind of confidence. None. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got Miami hosting the Raiders. It's a one o'clock game with the Raiders traveling to the East Coast. Yeah. Miami's favored by ten and a half. Listen, the Raiders played hard against the Jets. They beat the Giants. I'll be perfectly honest. This looks you like really the haven't done anything there. Right? The, 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 this this looks like the game where we get the reality check. Now, my like we keep saying Miami hasn't beaten a good team yet. The Raiders aren't a good team, so uh, this seems like a yeah. Miami spot where they just torch a team. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to get a repeat of the 70 point performance Dolphins, but this is a 45 and a half total, and I feel like this total's low. I think Miami can put up points quite easily on this Raiders team. My only caveat is I got to like try to make the math work on DraftKings because the pricing on the Dolphins is up there. And I think it's because everyone realizes 
yeah, the Dolphins could actually smash this team, and we don't actually know who's playing because uh, Achan is uh, slated to be reactivated off the injury reserve list, so he could be in the running back mix. You still have Mostert. You have a couple of guys, so we don't actually know who's going to be playing for Miami, but guess what? We know Miami still has Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill against this Raider secondary is one of the biggest mismatches there is. So, to me, I look at this game saying the Dolphins are going to put up points. We don't even I, – I look at this game saying I don't even think we need the Raiders to put up points. I think the Dolphins can actually hang uh, 40 points on the Raiders this Easy. week. Like, like to me, this is like the, the buzzsaw game that we are talking about. Let me tell you something. If the Jets had a competent quarterback, they beat the Raiders here. Yeah. It's not like the Raiders played great against either the Jets or the Giants. You're playing, you know. The the, the, the only question I have with the, the, the Dolphins, and we won't know this today, is if Achan's active, how many how many that? And we're not going to get a straight answer on that. Like, the Dolphins aren't going to give that info out. But mm-hmm. if the Dolphins just want to run the ball on the Raiders, I think this, this is going to be a track meet game. It's like, oh, yeah. like I said, it, it, I'm not saying we're going to see the Denver game again, but we're set up in the exact same spot where the Dolphins have a team that they are clearly better than, that they can smash, and I don't think they're going to waste that opportunity because, like, because the Dolphins – uh, Dolphins need these wins. They can't be like playing around now. They're six no, and three. No, no, no. They're six and three in the, uh, the division is up for grabs. Exactly. It's like they need to take care of business. Yeah. I think. I think they hammer. I think they hammer. Uh, I think they hammer the Raiders. And they're also going to be trying to prove a point. You know. So I. I. I yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh. uh we, we, I don't feel like discussing the Giants just yet, so I need a quick break just so we can get ready to talk about the Giants and get into the, the remainder of these games. So we'll be back after uh, these messages from the sponsors. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we are back. And it's your favorite, Callie. We got the Giants. The Giants and Commanders. Like, the, the, the matchup you could not wait to see. Commanders at home. Favored by ten and a half against the plucky Tommy DeVito, uh, who just got his own New Jersey sub named after him, and the Giants. Uh, you know, what is that? The, mo- the mommy makes my food. <laughs> <laughs> the mama's boy, <laughs> the, the mama's boy's sub. Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, the commanders should cover that. But but see here's the problem. But so here's here's the thing. It's a 37 and a half total. Like everyone now knows how bad DeVito is and that we're not going to be able to move the ball. So no. technically the Commanders should cover this because as long as the Commanders get to 21 points, they should be in a good spot yeah. to cover. Yeah. It's, this guy cannot play quarterback. It's not that he can't play quarterback. It's that he's cosplaying as quarterback. So there's a difference, Cali. He's cosplaying as a quarterback. It's, 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 how does, how does I'm wondering, I'm actually, well, well, see, this is, this is what everyone keeps asking. The reason why Tommy DeVito was on the Giants roster in the first place is Tommy DeVito was running scout team. So he, like, obviously they have Daniel Jones. They need another guy like Daniel Jones to run the scout team games because you're you're doing a play package similar to what you would have for Daniel Jones. So you want a guy just doing one read options the way Daniel Jones would, and that's why Tommy DeVito is on the roster. You're not going to have a drop-back quarterback as their, their QB running scout team. That's why they had DeVito. Now, it just so happens that DeVito can't throw the ball, but he wasn't expected to be used in that fashion. But you had Daniel Jones and you had Tyrod Taylor as a backup. That's the only caveat you can give to Sean is the fact that you had two guys that you know were injured Always prone. Gets injured. Like, couldn't you have someone else, somewhat competent, run the scout team? But yeah, we're stuck with Tommy DeVito. But realistically, from a fantasy standpoint, there's no one on the Giants you can play in this game. There's absolutely no one. I know people are going to talk about what about Saquon and you get to get Saquon down balls. I warned everyone last week about not play, uh, playing Saquon. It was a trap. I warned everyone this. I'm going to say it again. The commander's defense, even though they traded Montez Sweat and uh, Chase Young, the uh, commander's defense still is well-versed as to what the Giants run on offense. They yeah, see yeah. this all the – they know the exact playbook yeah, of the Giants. Like, this is not like one of those games where, yes, could Saquon catch one and house it and th- get there? Yeah, he could. But if you're saying he by volume of Saquon getting uh, 20 touches, uh, whether it's by pass or run, and he's getting over 130 yards, I'm sorry, I don't see that scenario playing out. I think it. I think it's a very hard scenario to play out. And again, you need Saquon to get in the end zone. The Giants were only so. I want to say this stat so everyone understands how bad this game was last week against Dallas. With two minutes left to go in the game, we're at the two-minute warning. Tommy DeVito had 37 yards passing. Yeah. 
37 yards passing. The final stats were completely inflated because the Cowboys were playing prevent defense yeah. and wanted to get out of the out of the arena. And the Giants and Debo were insistent on scoring a touchdown like it was a make-a-wish kid. Uh, like, uh, this was the most absurd thing possible for the Giants. Like, it was stat padding of the most ridiculous of nature. Oh, yeah. Like, the, 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 the Giants box score, I, I was surprised when I saw it that okay, we scored all those points. No. You know, it's like, did somebody drop the ball outside the end zone? <laughs> we ran it in because we couldn't move the ball. Yeah. So you talk about, like, you know, misleading stats. That Giants game is one. Yeah. You know, that could have been a 17 and nothing game. Easily. Yeah. You know. If the Cowboys weren't struggling to score in the first quarter, yeah, they, they, they could have asked oh, to yeah. start. They could have yeah. hung that game even worse than the, the opening uh, night disaster. Yeah. So, to me, you know, I know people are thinking about stacking the Washington side with Howell and the other folks. It's certainly viable. It's a, I'm not going to say no because the way the Giants' defense has been out there multiple weeks in a row, not moving ball, getting tired and worn down, it's very well possible that this could be finally the game where the enemy – uh, gets that team because a lot of times the enemy's calling the right plays. The, the, the commanders just aren't executing the plays that the way they're supposed to. So this could finally be the week the enemy gets what he's looking for with the commanders against the Giants defense. Like it's not going to shock me if I see Washington put up 30 points against the Giants. Yeah. But, you know, we've seen this commanders team struggle to score at spots and how it will look completely dysfunctional and lacking of pocket awareness. Like it, 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 it's just been one, like one step forward, two steps back, one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, a step back. It's like, it's been very helter skelter with uh, Sam Howell to be perfectly honest in the QB spot. So, you know, like I said, this could be a get right spot for the commanders. I just think there's absolutely zero value in the giants. All right. Moving on to the four o'clock window. We've got San Francisco hosting Tampa Bay with the fighting Baker Mayfields. Uh, 41 and a half total. Uh, the 49ers are favored by 10 and a half, which, again, pretty uh, pretty high up there. The line's actually moved to 11 and a half. I, I'm, I actually don't like that line. So here, here's my case for Tampa. We know San Fran wants to run the ball. They don't want to throw the ball that much, heavily. They can throw the ball, but they don't like to force the throw. To me, when you want to punish Tampa Bay, you should be throwing the ball and actively looking to throw the ball. But the thing is, the 49ers don't necessarily like forcing the issue passing. So to me, I think the 49ers are going to use the stretch run. They're going to try to move the ball around on Tampa. I like more mobile QBs against Tampa and Purdy is pretty much like a drop back passer. I, you know, I expect San Fran to score. I just don't think that this line, like, I need a lot from San Fran, and I need Baker to turn the ball over multiple times to get there. I, I think this line's a little wide. What I think San Fran is going to do is, yeah, they'll run the ball, but I think they may use a lot of those little short passes. Which turns into long runs, but that, but to me, that's 
that actually plays more to Tampa's strength, like in the secondary. I it, like because the thing is, Tampa. What gets Tampa into trouble is they like to be ball hawking, so they overplay certain passes because they're going for yeah, the passes. But in terms of tackling, I think Tampa's pretty decent tackling wise. That's why you know it's not like it's like that that game against the Giants or when they're playing uh, when San Francisco playing Seattle, where you got teams that aren't that great at tackling. I think Tampa's pretty decent at tackling. I, I I'm like believe me, I think San Fran wins. I just don't think they smash Tampa to like because ten and a half is a pretty solid line, and like if you're looking at eleven and a half and twelve and a half lines, it's like yeah, you know I, you I, you, I, you I, need I, that two touchdowns, so you kind of need Baker to start turning the ball over, <laughs> which is possible, but it could be due though. <laughs> yeah, you know, the only thing that the only the only reason I would back that line is because this. It, to me, Tampa, um, San Fran is in the same mode as last week. We got to reestablish who we are. Yeah. You know, and it's these these games are statement games. You know, so it's going to be no playing around. We just hit him, hit him hard. And, you know, just because we were the toast of the tongue. And then all of a sudden, just like that, one, two, three. Uh, people was wondering what happened. Yeah, you know, and I think they wanna. So to me, barring injuries, I think they're gonna cover. Yeah, the like it, it's it's one of those games where I'm not back in the Tampa side. I just I would stay away from the San Fran side. But like that's that's my only caveat. It's like I think it's a little wide. I'm not I'm not look. I wouldn't be actively looking to bet that game. Um, they're, at, they're at Tampa. No, no, they're at San Fran. Yeah. Yeah, they're at San Fran, but it's like I'm not actively looking to back the 49ers in that spot. It's like I'll, I'll, I think I think it's a little wide, but I get your point. I'll back them. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so next up, we've got the Rams hosting Seattle. Seattle, three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Rams. We might get Stafford back uh, in this one, so it's like uh, – Sta- it, it, there, it, it seems like Stafford's trending to play this week for the Rams. So, um, oh, Seattle's three and a half? Yeah, Seattle's three and a half on the road. Uh, three and a half on the road. Seattle needs this game. Yeah. Uh, they should cover that. You know, uh, I didn't like Gino last week. I thought I thought he got frustrated last week. Yeah, yeah. I that, that was that was the first game where I I started seeing him and he looked genuinely frustrated with how the game was going. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know, there'll be some hiccup games here and there, but uh, you know, the the issue is if Stafford's not playing and it's ripping again, then yeah, this is easily Seattle. Yeah. But uh, it's not like I want to back the Rams anyway, so I would be on the Seattle side of the yeah. fence. Um, all right, next up, we 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 get we got we got we got the fighting Zach Wilsons and the Jets traveling up to Buffalo to play the Bills, who had one of the all-time brain cramps on Monday Night Football when Sean Payton tried to give them the game, and they gave it right back to the, the Broncos. I, 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 you know, you talk about being frustrated. 
And I'm talking about with both teams because the Jets keep insisting that they can go the distance with Zach Wilson. With the only the only people believe that is whoever is in charge. I know it ain't Salah. Okay, so that they haven't figured out a way. And 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 after watching Minnesota just call up Josh Dobbs and he ran off the plane and ran onto the field. And they got two wins to show for it. You, do you know what that two wins would have done for the Jets? Yeah, in that division? Yeah. You know, and Buffalo, I, look, I I have no idea what to do with Buffalo right now. because And, I, and you know what? I don't think I'm the only one. I think Sean McDermott is the same, just like me. He has no clue what to do. I mean, he did the panic firing of Ken Dorsey, so like that, me, that's all he got. Give me a break. You know, uh, look, you know, you know, when you have a team like that and you pinpoint, well, the quarterback is having problems, uh, so I'm gonna have, we're going to have to get him right. We're going to add it. Yeah, but you have problems with the quarterback. You have problem with people trying to hold on to the ball. You have defensive lapses. I mean, how the fuck you don't know? Uh, sorry, that you have twelve men on the field. It, 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 it's just we we, we we talked about this. We talked about this late night Monday. It's like it, the the, the, the whole, understand the whole you were prepping for the field goal this entire time. How was the personnel not aligned with the eleven guys you needed? Like it, it, it's just, like I don't want to dwell on it again. It, I don't get it, it. it still tilts me that you know, like, so they lost. There's the a lot of things I have no idea what to do with Buffalo because I don't trust. Like realistically, I I should trust Buffalo with a six and a half line given it's Zach Wilson. But at the same time, you lost this game opening night because Aaron Rodgers went down at in four plays in. Yeah. You should have won this game easily. And you lost to the Jets already. And they had a chance right up until the fourth quarter to win this game. Yeah. And they kept giving it back. giving it, I, Like I said, this whole season, I have no idea what to do with Buffalo. Because if there's a mistake to be made, they'll find it. They'll figure it out. They will find it. There, there, there's a mistake there. We'll we, we, we figure it out. I just, it, you know. I just don't know what to make of this game. So I don't know which side you want to back on this one, but. I'm, I, I just it's, don't. It's it's. I, and like to me, this is one of those games where I actually don't want to bet it because like the Bills have proven to me enough that they cannot be trusted, and I already know at this stage, like if, if if Zach Wilson can't beat the Raiders, I can't trust him against any other NFL team. Let's go back to those two London games. You want to bet? You want to bet the Bills? Go into the, the the two games. I mean, you, you that's a Super Bowl contender. I just, huh? I just, I got nothing. I got nothing to support either side of this game. So it's like this is a pass for me. But we got, we got to make a pick with the six and a half line. Like yeah, I know, six and a half. Lord. You can't pick the Jets at six and a half. I mean, we're gonna get, we're gonna, we're gonna get six points to cover. <laughs> well, it's just like you know, as a dog, it's like maybe they get a turnover from Josh Allen and. They run which, it in. Which is possible. It's like it's like I'm because, trying to find a scenario for where I could back the Jets as a dog, but it goes back to the Bills just being dumb. 
it's like I can't find any re- rationale with the Jets on their own uh, to justify keeping uh, keeping the, the Jets like as a dog. So I'm going to take the Bills side as a six and a half point favor. I just don't like it. To me, this is yeah. a pass situation. Yeah. But for picks purposes, I'll, I'll take the Bills. But I don't. I, I would avoid betting this game at all costs. It's like I, I this is a mess. I'm here with you. I'll take them too, but um, with a disclaimer. <laughs> like, do not bet this game if you if you like money. If you like money, don't bet this game. Um, Sunday night football. We've we've got a barn burner. We've got the we got the Broncos in prime time with Russ. Fighting Russ. Hey 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 hey! Broncos country is riding right now. They're out, they're riding it. They're riding a win streak. Yeah, I mean, they So they're it. So they're at home hosting the Vikings. Uh, it's a Vikings primetime game, but no Kirk Cousins. He's still out uh, out for the season. So Josh Dobbs in primetime. The Vikings have actually looked better under Josh Dobbs than they did all year long against other Kirk. So let's see, let's see it. I actually want to take the Viking side of this. The Vi- the Vikings are two and a half point underdogs on the I road. Until I, I actually want to take the Viking side of this because I've already seen what I uh, I've seen out of Denver. They've won games because of that defense. I do not trust Russ the way he's playing right now on offense. Yeah, I, I look. Ain't needed Buffalo to blunder so much last week for them to win that game. I I like what I've seen out of Minnesota with Dobbs. I think the team is rallying around him. And they have a couple of playmakers. You know, so I I I I'll 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 take Minnesota. I'll take Minnesota in that game. Yeah. And then finally we get the Super Bowl rematch. Chiefs hosting the Eagles. Chiefs three and a half point favorites. Who you got? Eagles. You're taking the Eagles side. I'm actually taking the Eagles. I'm actually taking the Eagles in this game. So uh, here's my rationale for the Chiefs. We know the Chiefs offense has not played well. But the Eagles secondary is highly suspect. I think that with Travis Kelsey, he should have another field day against this Eagles secondary. The way the Eagles play and try to match up, I think Travis Kelsey is going to find the pockets in the zone. He's going to have a field day. I think this is a, a game where, as long as he doesn't get himself injured, James Tony should have a big day against the Eagles too. Like this is a, one of those games where it's scripted, where you're going to see Rasheed Rice or uh, James Tony get a touchdown. Travis Kelsey should have a big day, and I think Pacheco's still going to be able to run on that Eagles front. Uh, now, people, the, the the Eagles' run defense has been very good this year. I think the Chiefs are coming from the mindset of we are the defending champs. We're going to show these guys on Monday Night Football why we're still the champs, and they're going to run it down the Eagles' throat. Uh, but I do think that they're going to be able to throw the ball. It's like they've been struggling offensively, keeping drives alive. But I think with Philly's secondary, they're going to uh, Mahomes is going to be able to find those third down passing plays to keep drives alive, and they're going to wear down Philly in the, over the second half of the game. All right. I I I just have now. If they come back and meet in the Super Bowl again, I'm probably gonna take the Chiefs. But I for this game, for this game, I think I like the Eagles because I think the Eagles think 
that they didn't have an answer for for our, our, our run run game in the Super Bowl. We moved the ball on them, and we kind of gave away that Super Bowl with, with the turnovers. And you know, and I, I I can't see them getting fooled with those those uh, misdirection plays again. Uh, you know, the, the, you know. I, I, I just think the the, the, the Eagles are going to be ready for this game. And oh, well, I, I, I think, definitely think I the think Eagles can be push, up for the game. I think they can push the chief defense around with, 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 the, with the running game. Yeah, I do think it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, the totals are only around 45, so I, I think they're thinking both offenses are going to have some tough time scoring, but it, it's going to be an interesting game. It's like who gets to enforce their will on the game, though. So, yeah. yeah. So, that's going to do it for us. So we're going to get on out of here because we got a full day ahead of us. But, uh, yeah, uh, more to come with injury news. We won't be here around to update that on the, some of these lines. But, uh, yeah, a bunch of low totals. We should have some straightforward games. But these are the types of weeks where we get teams slipping on a banana peel. So wouldn't be shocked if there, there were, uh, were an upset or two. It's like Jacksonville's one of those spots where – I just look at that game and I'm like, it should be Jacksonville, but I'm not going to be shocked that the Titans find a way to win that game. It's like, this is like one of those banana peel weeks that like we, we just see some weird stuff happen. So, but uh, yeah, that's going to do for us. Have a good one, folks. Be well. Thanks for listening to the fantasy throwdown podcast. Be sure to like, and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and all major outlets. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.